Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful just to be back with you guys again today. A couple things before we get started. We want to encourage you to check us out on the interwebs, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, wherever else we're at. Can't remember, but you should know. Uh, <laughs> like and share our content. Um, we're on your favorite podcast channel as well. Maybe you've come across this on Facebook or YouTube. Be sure to check us out on like Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, uh, something called Stitcher. I don't know what Stitcher is, but you know, we, we put it out there. There's, there's, there's okay, a okay boomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go find it. You know, I, actually, I challenge you to to see how many podcast channels you can find us on. Right. So whoever gets the most wins a prize, maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, outside of that, man, be sure to check out um, Caleb's book, Pursuing Freedom, on Amazon. You can get your copy today. Um, we're on the the second edition. It's new and approved, updated. So even if you bought it before. Buy it again. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, just the basis for everything that, that we do um, in, in the recovery ministry here. And um, in all seriousness, it, it's something that, um, you know, there's a lot of testimonies I know here just in, in our group, in our circle, where, where people have been, you know, profoundly impacted by it. So, man, um, in all seriousness, get a copy of that. Check it out. Um, and then on January 20th, we're going to be doing a recovery roundtable here um, at the church. You can uh, go to our Facebook page, get more information there, um, or, you know, call the church, whatever. But uh, it's just a, it's an opportunity just to have a new conversation about recovery ministry, its place in our church and our community, um, to, to learn just a little bit about leading and running that ministry. Um, it's going to be good. It, again, it's just wisdom that'll last a lifetime for the low, low price of $30. So um, in lunch, you get lunch in that too. So I don't know what's more valuable. That's probably more of the value yeah. there is the lunch. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the other people that are going to talk are probably going to be good too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, today uh, we are this episode 33 and we're just uh, moving forward. You know, if you didn't get last week's episode, I encourage you to go go check it out. Um, if you didn't get the episode the week before that, that's because it didn't exist. Um, but last week um, was great. We're back on track. Yeah, we're back on track. We had a lapse. Yeah. And we recovered. Ooh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> possibly my fault, possibly Caleb's. It's, it's I don't, a little bit of both. Yeah. I'll take a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. We I don't, don't want to point fingers. You can't point your finger. That's part of the problem. That's yeah, it. <laughs> got the jankiest pinky in the world right now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, man, today, you know, we're going to, we're talking about just just being in recovery, you know, being in your walk. You know, last week we talked about being a new Christian, that type of thing, and just kind of moving forward. This connects to that, but it it just connects to to where you're at in recovery. And we're going to talk about living outside of God's will. Um, And I'm going to kind of let Caleb pick it up from there. So so part of my, where I'm, plan I'm using on reading through the Bible. I was just reading through, um, had me reading through Jeremiah 7, and Jeremiah was a prophet, uh, and he was called to by God to go um, try to reach the people of Israel to kind of turn them away uh, from their from their wayward ways before um, God decided to just pour out all sorts of punishment on them. Um, and he was trying to explain to him that you need to stop doing these things. And so I was, I was reading through uh, Jeremiah chapter 7, I was, I was um, thinking about how uh, a lot of kind of what he's talking about is similar to people who, you know, were, that are in the throes of their addictions and their struggles and, and just kind of living outside of God's will and how, you know, sometimes we can be so stubborn to turn away from it, but we'll just continue to push 
against the kind of against the stream to to go against God's will to try to just live life our way and how difficult we're making it on ourselves when all we had to do was simply turn back to God. And so what we're um, I'm going to read I'm going to read a couple of par- uh, parts of this chapter first, and then we'll kind of go back into it and, and, and apply it to ourselves in a, kind of that recovery context. We're going to pull a Rick Warren and. Uh, there's a recovery message here <laughs> in the, the prophet Jeremiah to the people of Israel. <laughs> no, that's actually what we're doing is we're, we're learning from other people's mistakes is what we're doing here. So in Jeremiah 7, so again, Jeremiah is a prophet. He's uh, called by God to go and um, you know, prophesize to the people of Israel and tell them this is what's coming at you if you don't, if you don't start straightening up here. And so... Right in the in verse two, God's telling this to Jeremiah. Says, "Go to the entrance of the Lord's temple and give this message to the people, O Judah. Listen to this message from the Lord. Listen to it, all of you who worship here. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, uh, the God of Israel, says." Even now, if you quit your evil ways, I will let you stay in your own land. But don't be fooled by those who promise you safety simply because the Lord's temple is here. They chant, the Lord's temple is here, the Lord's temple is here. But I will be merciful only if you stop your evil thoughts and deeds and start treating each other with justice. Only if you stop exploiting foreigners, orphans, and widows. Only if you stop your murdering. Only if you stop harming yourselves by worshiping idols. Then I will let you stay in this land that I gave to your ancestors to keep forever. Don't be fooled into thinking that you will never suffer because the temple is here. It's a lie. Do, do you really think that you can still murder, commit adultery, lie, and burn incense to Baal, who's a, a, a god that they uh, worshipped, and all these other new gods of yours? And then come here and stand before me in that temp, in my temple and chant, we are, we are safe, only to go right back to all those evils again. That was 1 through 10. I'm going to jump back down here to 16 to 29. Um <clears throat> Kind of where God's finally hitting his limit with, you know, the end of his patience. Like as as any parent does with their children, you finally hit the the end of your patience. You're just like, fine, just go, just go do whatever. And this is what God is uh, telling uh, Jeremiah. He says uh, in verse 16, pray no more for these people, Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them or don't beg me to help them for I will not listen to you. Don't you see what they are doing uh, throughout the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? No wonder I am so angry. Watch how the children gather wood and the fires build sacrificial fires. See how the women knead dough and make cakes to, to offer to the queen of heaven. And they pour out liquid offerings to their other idol gods. Am I the one they are hurting? Asked the Lord. Most of, the, most of all, they hurt themselves to their own shame. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will pour out my terrible fury on this place as people, animals, trees, and crops will be consumed by the unquenchable fire of my anger. Um, anyway, then he goes on. I'm, I'll just skip through it. But he goes on basically saying that all you have to do is do what I ask you to do and everything would be fine. You know, that's again, this sounds like a lot of conversation I have with my parent, my kids. It's like, man, if you were just done what I had asked you to do, you'd be fine. And so, you know, one of the things, and, and this is a, and this is, if as you read the Old Testament, especially the prophets, I mean, this is the same story over and over and over and over where the, the, the nation of Israel would, you know, um, God led them out of Egypt. And for a while they, you know, honored God and worshiped God and followed his, uh, his uh, will. But then they would be seduced kind of by other gods and other, you know, surrounding countries and people and cultures. They would um, start to indulge in, in what they were, you know, the, the idol worship and things like that. And, and the next thing you know, God's like, hey, uh, you guys better straighten up or, or something, something bad's about to happen. And, and so to really to bring this back to 
kind of a recovery perspective is that just, we're the same way in that, you know, when it comes to our addictions and struggles is that we, we become so obsessed with our, you know, kind of these, these are idols to us and these uh, things that we, we obsess about or that we find pleasure in um, to the exclusion of everything else. And so um, the, the, the first point out of this story that we need to understand is that we've got to abandon life's idols. We've got to abandon those cultural idols, our struggles. Uh, we have to give those things up because there's only one God, right? There's, um, this is the first commandment. You know, you will only worship God and, and, and no other idol. Um, and so... Uh, that's the first thing we have to do. So if you're in the middle of your struggle, your um, your addiction, and, and you know things aren't going well for you, the first thing we have to do is to look at what it, what it is that we've created idols for in our lives, and we have to give those things up. Yeah, and you know when talking about idols, um, oftentimes you know people's minds, especially after reading that, goes back to um, you know golden calves, you know, <laughs> statues and uh, and things of that nature. And you may be thinking, well, I'm not offering sacrifices to anything. I don't I don't have idols. And, and so, you know, I want to take just a moment to kind of define that. You know, when we talk about idols, it's, it's things that we put ahead of God. And again, you're like, I don't do that. Well, I mean, is there times where... Um, you're, you're, instead of going to God in prayer, seeking his comfort, you know, are you drinking alcohol, you know, smoking pot, you know, those types of things. Well, that, that's idolatry because the thing that God's supposed to do for you, um, he, he is our comfort. You know, God's word is, is clear about that. We find rest in his shadow, all of these things. So if you are doing something instead of going to God, you, you are, um, you're in idolatry there. You know, you've placed something ahead of him. That's your go-to. And and we do this with all sorts of things with, you know, our careers, you know, money, job, that, that sense of security. We pursue that and, you know, we don't um, engage in God's word. We don't we don't study. We're not building relationship there. And so we're trusting on our, our own abilities and all these things. So again, you've, you've made yourself a God, you know. So there's there's all these different aspects of life where, where we do that. And the Israelites were no different than us. You know, we're all broken people. And, and what you see in the Old Testament is, is again, this um, this habit of, of sin, repent, repeat. And, and that's what we do. You know, we, we do the wrong thing until we hit rock bottom. Um, then we go to God, cry out to God, oh, God, please help me. Um, I'll read my Bible forever, and I'll love you. And, you know, we're making deals. Um, and then, you know, things kind of get better for us because we're doing what we're supposed to do. And then, then we forget, and then we, you know, go back to the, the ex, go back to the bad friends, go back to the bottle, go back to the dope house. Um, and just it's all out the window and then we're at bottom again making deals with God and and it's what we do in in order for it to be right we've got to break that cycle right we've got to um, identify the things in our life that we're putting ahead of God whatever that may be substances relationships um, I mean any number of things um, can be in that place we've got to identify all of them and we've got to We've got to cut ties, right? We've, we've got to abandon it. We've got to be intentional about this. And this is the difficulty, again, the Israelites fell into, um, that we fall into. Now, we have actually something, um, somewhat of an advantage, and actually not somewhat. We have a tremendous advantage uh, because the Israelites, um, they weren't gifted with the same things we were. Because we're on this side of, of the, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, this side of the cross, um, we have the opportunity to be indwelt with the Holy Spirit and, and to actually have freedom um, 
as we pursue God, you know, they, they struggled in a way that we don't have to, yet we still choose to. Um, but as we lean into Jesus, which again, they didn't have the opportunity to do, he, he gives us freedom. We, you know, we're able to renew our mind we're, and break away from culture in a way that, that they, they couldn't. And, and we've got to begin again, that, that self, um, evaluation, um, and, and really be intentional and honest and honest with ourselves about what have we allowed to to come before um, God, and and I can tell you know because of church attendance, I can tell from conversations of people that have no idea about anything that there's a lot of people that fall into this category. And some of this, you know, you should go back to again the last episode. You know, when you look at this, I mean, um, if you're not kind of doing the things we talked about in the last episode, you've probably got a lot of idols in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would encourage you, didn't catch it, go catch it, and then come back and, and listen to what we're saying here. Yeah, and that's, you know, the thing, Aaron makes a good point in that so many times, like he was talking about, we think of idols as all these negative things, which they are, but sometimes we, we miss out on what, what is an idol, and sometimes it's a, it can be a good thing, like a career is a good thing, right? I mean, it's, I mean, you, you if you like to eat, you want to, yeah. you need to make money and do something, and, you know, you want it to be worthwhile and fulfilling, but it can become your idol, it can become who you are, it can become your identity, it can become, um, you know, more important than God, than your family, uh, and, and that becomes a detriment to you and, and, and what God wants you to do with your life. And so, um, you know, we do have to take a look at those things and, and realize, okay, where am I putting, you know, where am I putting my, my efforts and my, where am I putting my faith and what am I putting, you know, all my kind of the eggs into one basket sort of thing as far as like what is the most important to me. Um, and that, you know, and one of those ways is, you know, you look at where you're spending your time and um, your money and your resources and, and is this the most important thing? Are, is, is God getting pushed aside so I can sit at home and watch, you know, Sunday football? Is God getting pushed aside so I can go hang out with the boys at the bar? Is God getting pushed aside so I can, you know, and same, you know, family and, and all that kind of stuff. Is all that stuff getting pushed aside because, so I can do these do this thing that I have this unhealthy relationship with. And so um, the first thing, and, and that's what Jeremiah says here to the people, through you know, God says through Jeremiah is like, listen, all you have to do is just give this stuff up. Just stop, you know, put me back in the place of lordship in your, in, in, in your life. And, um, you know, and that's, that's the first step for us in our recovery is that you have to stop and just put God back in the place where he belongs, which is the center of the, of, of your life. As far as he's, he's the head, he's what we should orient our lives around, not whatever it is we're struggling with. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, our, uh, our program, you know, what, what Caleb's written, what we follow. I mean, that's why we kind of, we start with this, you know, you're, you know, recognizing what you've put before God, that's pretty much step one with us, you know, that, hey, this is dominating my life. It's, there's a control here. I need to do something about it. Number two is, man, accept Jesus, you know. Um, but really, you know, the first part of that process, you know, put in different terms, it's dealing with idolatry. You know, in my addiction, it, that, that was idolatry there. I, I re- relied on all of those things um, for all the things that the God was supposed to be for me. Um, and we just really, again, you got to be very intentional about, about letting go of these things and, and pursuing God. And um, otherwise, you're just going to, you're going to stay in that same cycle. You're going to stay in that same struggle. Um, again, we see this historically, um, even outside of the Bible, you can look at, um, <laughs> you look at the, the Roman Empire and stuff and just how they, they just gave themselves over to their desires to the point that, um, um, they 
just collapsed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. So it's I mean historical things. Even if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't really buy into the whole Jesus thing. Anytime you see people just pursue desires of their flesh unchecked, you can see just the damage it caused. How how it gets wildly out of control. Um, it it leads to um, horrific things in culture, um, to, to genocides and and all sorts of stuff. Um, so I mean. However you want to approach it. I mean, again, if you don't believe how we believe and you're listening to this, um, the case is on both sides that, that you've got to you've got to deal with these things that, that are dominating your life. You can't live life unchecked. Now, of course, this is Christ-centered. We're Christian here, and, and we believe that um, you've got to make Jesus centered. That's the only way to get a handle on this. Um, and God's word is clear, you know. As uh, before Jesus, we're slaves to our sinful nature. We're, we're slaves to life's idols. After Jesus, man, there's, there's freedom to be had, right? There, you can be set free. You're no longer slaves um, there's some song about that yeah <laughs> we may have sang it once yeah, or twice yeah. Here at yeah so yeah if you, yeah if you came to church at all in the last you know 20 years you, yeah. you've heard it more than you want to hear it um, <laughs> but um, that, that's what we're talking about here though is just giving it up so you can have freedom that's the exchange in the lie here in the lie that the Israelites fell into is there was freedom in pursuit of these things and, and so we, we fall victim to the same lie here. As you see, the Israelites come out of Egypt um, um, in Exodus and everything that, you know, they went out in the wilderness and they're making a golden calf. You know, they'd escaped slavery um, and then they are, you know, being slaves to their sinful nature again. And, and in their mind, it's some type of freedom here. And they even, um, you know, lamented to Moses, you know, we were better off in Egypt. And it's kind of this thing that we go through. But the truth is, real freedom is in um, being a slave to Christ, you know, as we you know, tr- um, transfer, you know, over to, to this and, and live the way he wants us to be, that that's freedom. And so we've got to be intentional. We've got to recognize that for what it is. And, and you're going to be better on the other side for it. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and that's our goal. That's kind of the, the, the overall, the arching premise on this, on this episode is, is how do we get ourselves to be, to live inside of God's will, right? So that, I mean, the title is we're living outside of God's will. So as we're pursuing those things that we struggle, we're living outside of God's will and we're, and we're just constantly pushing against kind of the current when we're living outside of God's will and, and just making things so much harder for ourselves. And so we want to get back within, in his will. And that, so like, that makes me think of, um, so around here, uh, you know, we live in northeast Oklahoma. There's not a lot to do. and um, <clears throat> But the one thing that most everybody who, if you've grown up here, we've all done is gone and float to Illinois. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The, the Illinois, just not on the weekends. You don't want to deal up there when you're a young kid <laughs> on the weekends. But, um, you know, I remember doing that as a kid. And we would go, uh, and it's just this little rinky-dink river, you know, it's uh, in... You would um, you go up there, you get canoes. It's the Disneyland of the Midwest. It, <laughs> it is. It is. It's 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 exactly how it sounds. Like if you anyway. Um, so we so we, we would do that pretty frequent. And I remember um, going up there and uh, my you know I have brother and sibling uh, younger sisters and we would go and um, you know one of the fun things to do. This is how I don't know lame we are. Um, is uh, especially after like if it's been rainy and the current is really strong is you know we would pull the canoe off on the bank and you know eat some food or something and play in the water and um, one of the fun things to do is go stand in it and then 
you know, push against the current and, yeah. and then like run against. You ever do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we sound like Grandpa Simpson. Like, Back in my day, yeah. <laughs> for fun, we take a stick and hey, my kids. The ground I and... still go to the river every year. It's one of our family's things to do, and my kids still do the the same thing. Yeah, it's get a out kid thing and... you do is you yeah. go out there and you get in the, you stand in the current and you you, you face it and you try to push against yeah. it. Or swim. And, you need to swim yeah. in place and it's. You race, like I said, but we would race. Who can run? You know, and you're splashing, and and that's all well and fun and everything. But then when we, but but uh, it's not fun when we when we do that in, in life. When we when we push against the current of God's will, and that's what that's what the people of Israel continued to do throughout the Old Testament. Eventually, God punished them for it. But um, you know what we want to do is turn ourselves around and go with the current. You know, that's how you you move down the river quickly. Is if you you know you get yeah. in the current. And you and you uh, paddle along with it versus paddling against it. And so, um, the first thing we have to do is we have to give up those idols. And the next thing we have to do, um, kind of coming out of this passage, is don't blame God for our struggles. And um, in verse eight through ten, God preempts kind of Israel before you even say it, yeah, kind of thing. That's I do that with my kids. Like before you even <laughs> say, well, he does it. I'm like, don't even, you know, I'm preempted. He says here, don't be fooled into thinking that you will never suffer because the temple is here. It's a lie. Do you really think you can still murder, commit adultery, lie, burn, incense to ball, and all those other new gods of yours, and then come here and stand before me in my temple and chant, we are safe, only to go right back to those evils again? So he's saying, he's like, don't, when, when, when the bad stuff comes, don't sit there and be like, oh, it's, you know, we're good because we have the temple. And he's like, You're, here, here's a laundry list of awful things you've been doing that that this is the result. This is what is going to cause the negative consequences. It's not it's not me, you know, as in God saying, you know, I'm going to send you off into exile. It's it's you. It's you and your choices. And so when we're in the middle of our addiction, our struggles, you know, like Aaron was talking about before, we forget about God until things go bad and then we're like why god why did you you know why have you forsaken me and this is not fair and and i promise if you get me out of this i'll i'll be good and i'll go to church and i'll read my bible and i'll do the right things and maybe we'll do that for a little bit but as soon as things are good again we go back to what we've been doing and and then you know as soon as things go bad we're like oh god why did you you know why did you leave me he's like i didn't you yeah. left me yeah. and you know and that's the thing with our struggles is that um <clears throat> You know, we we made a lot of bad choices. We we and we continue to make a lot of bad choices. So so you got to put respons- the the awful R word responsibility where it lies, which is with yourself and the choices that you've made or the, how you've responded to certain events in your life that have allowed you to get into that position. God doesn't want that for you. You know, God isn't just He's not up there doling out punishments um, just because. You know, God wants you to live in, inside of his will and he wants you to do the things, the right things. And so that, you know, you can um, live out the purpose that he has for you. And his purpose for you is not to live in addiction. You know, it's not that's not what it is. And so if you're in the middle of, you know, we're playing the blame game, you can't. If you're, if you're playing the blame game, you can't take responsibility and, and start to move forward. Right. I've never met anybody who's sitting there pointing fingers at everybody else for the circumstances surrounding their lives and living a, su- a successful life at the same time. Like those two things can't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so like looking at this, um, 
we see it all the time. And, and again, we touched on some of this actually in the last episode when people fall away from their faith. And it's like, I just don't understand why why God would let bad things happen. And, um, you know, and you fall into this trap. And that, that's what it is. It's a, it's a trap from the enemy. The, you know, one of the things to remember is um, bad things don't happen because of God. You know, God God is good. He's not, um, he's not causing things in your life. Um, he will allow us <laughs> to to go down a, a negative path, you know, because we have free will and and we we are able to bring things about. Um, <laughs> we're, we're able to bring things on our on ourselves, right? So there's not um, it's not it's not because of God, but then as we screw up, we we didn't do what we were supposed to do, we mess it up, and then and then we blame God. And again, the thing to remember is every good and pleasing thing comes from the Lord, but um, the bad stuff it's on us. It's been on us from the beginning. It'll continue to be on us uh, forever. That it's not you know. God's not creating temptation in your life. You're 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 allowing it to be birthed there. Uh, but we have to again. You got to stop blaming God. It's it's not His fault. That again, if you you're pursuing Him, if you abandon life's idols, if you lean in, um, your your life is better. Um, certain things will still happen because the world's broken and sinful. Um, you're not going to escape everything. You know, it's not what we're selling you here. Is that you know you're going to live without you know any type of, of trials or tribulations or, or hardships, and you're always going to be super wealthy as long as you you know tithe to the church and and you know read the word and, and pray every day. That's not what we're saying. Life will be better, um, but you know things will still happen, and the things that do happen, they're, they're not on God. More often than not, they're just on us, and then some. Sometimes there are other people that aren't doing what God would would have them to do. Now the reality is, if we all just pursued Him, one hundred percent, you know, which we we can't do this side of the cross. Right. But if that were the case, then yeah, things would be great. But all of the bad is, is us. Um, I remember one time reading this thing, um, or maybe it was a video, but somebody said too, because they blame God, and it's just like, well, why would why would a good God send people to hell? Well, he doesn't. You know, we were already heading there. Um, he offers us a way out. And, but so we kind of got that backwards. Like the bad things are happening because God, this is somehow on him. No, it was on us. You know, we, we've done it. And what he's done is he's, he's offered us a life preserver, you know, and, and says, me, grab onto that. And I'm going to save you. Um, and, and we can, or we can't. It's, it's your right. choice at, at any given time to, to, to remain, you know, in, in safe zone or, or to just to give it up. But um, we can't blame God for our struggles. And, and again, when we do, then you're angry. You've create distance and I've, I've seen people do this I've done it to some extent um, in my life where you know once you're angry at God because you're convinced he did or didn't or do something or is withheld from you well what's what's yours which is all nonsense um, then you know we are rejecting God and as you're rejecting God you know you're gonna have a God I mean that's it We're, we can't function without that that's the funny thing about atheism we should get into but yeah. no matter what you, what you do you, you have you have something is Lord of your life like and it can be God or it can't be um, it's whatever you choose but when we start to blame God then we've we've went back to that idolatry right and that's where we get the 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 sin repent repeat you know is <laughs> because then we're we're just back on it man <laughs> yeah yeah so um <clears throat> That's exactly it. We have to we have to shift our thinking where we're not okay. We have to look at what we're doing and say, okay, how much of my life have, have I surrounded you know with these idols, whatever it is that you know. And again, we use the word struggle in our ministry because we addiction just makes people think drugs, alcohol. But like we talked about at the very beginning, there's so many things that can become a struggle or become an idol to us. It can be 
you know, entertainment, cultural, um, you know, money, fame, career, uh, whatever. It can be any of those things. And so um, you got to look at your, look at what's going on in your life, and um, you know, where's your focus? Is it on God? Is it on on these idols that you have? You have to start. If, you, if it's on a bunch of idols, you're going to have to start looking at how you know, we got to start. You know, cutting those things away, replacing those, replacing that focus, and put it on God. Then. Um, you know, uh, not not we can't be sitting there blaming God for our current circumstances and our struggles. We can't we have to take responsibility for the choices that we made. God didn't make us, you know, addicted to The Bachelor. You know, that was our choice, um, however bad of a choice that was. But, you know, I mean, we um, the, that's what I'm, it, God didn't make us do those things. We chose to do that, and so we can't blame God for that. And then it, after that, now we got to start seeking God's will, right? We start praying to God. You know what? What am I here for? What am I? What am I equipped to do? What is the purpose for my life? Where is, uh, where is it that you want me to go? What is it you want me to do? And in staying in this passage here, down at verse twenty-three, um, this is what I told them. This is God again speaking to Jeremiah. Says, "This is what I told them: Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Do everything as I say, and all will be well." You know, and now in, in the context of what he's talking about, there all will be well. As in, I'm not going to send you away from the land I promised you and put you into captivity for years and years and years. Okay, he's not saying all will be well in the Joel Osteen sense of like life will be perfect for you if you just believe in Jesus. Okay, so that's it's a different context here. But what he's saying though is that when you are living in accordance to His will, things things go. I mean, obviously the way God wants them to be. And since God is good. Those things are good, and um, and so um, you know we have to seek that out, and we have to pray, and you know get involved in our church. We have to get around people that are going to strengthen and encourage us. So a bunch of the stuff we talked about last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Read your Bible, you know. Um, start to live the way Christ, uh, Christ-like life. Get in a church so you can have support, so you can be encouraged, um, and and not only encouraged but also refined, right? That was part of the thing we talked about last week as far as learning about our faith. Hopefully, you're in a place that's going to help you develop as a Christian to learn more about your faith um, and do those things. You pray, um, you know, seek seek God's guidance in, in the decisions that you make. You know, don't don't chase the idols, right? A lot of people make career choices based on what they want. You know, they, they chase the money. They chase the... The, the the prestige you know maybe God doesn't want you to chase the money maybe God want you know and maybe God does maybe God does want you to take that um, you know the higher paying position but some, sometimes you know God doesn't you know yeah. sometimes God wants you to go somewhere else and to do something different and um, it may not make sense to you but that's that's why He's God and you're not you know and so those are the things that we have to start doing to live with inside God's will and, and once we start to do that then we re- realize even though struggles may come. The, those struggles are, it's different because we're, again, we're living inside uh, what God wants us to do. You know, back to the kind of the, the floating the river analogy, you know, even though you, you're floating down river with the current, you know, you still hit the, the, the gravel, you know, and you get hung up yeah. and you have to get out and do the work to get yourself out of that. But it's way easier than if you were going the other way. You know, oh, yeah. you know, pushing up against the current, trying to get yourself oriented the right direction, um, you know, and, 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 and you make it down a lot easier than you would if you were turned and going against the current. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's something, you know, that I want, want everybody to, to see and understand is, you know, when we um, are going with God, life, life is easier. It's not going to be perfect. Um, and, you know, God's word reveals that to us. You know, um, can't remember the exact psalm off the top of my head, but it's, you know, as I walk through the valley of, you know, shadow of death. death. Um, yeah. It's you're still going through it, but you know God's promise is I'm going to be with you. You know He's going to lead us to better things than that. So you still still go through it. I mean that that's just the truth of, of God's word. Um, but would you rather walk through that um, alone or, or with God? Right. And so that that's what we need to begin to understand. And then you know we've got to really confront that lie. Um, and I've said it once, twice, a hundred times that that we've got to realize that that it's it's easier. You know we we think that we're going to miss something. We think that. God wants to withhold from us, and, and that's where that struggle again comes with pursuing God. Um, it's, it's the battle that I had. I was so convinced that if I become a Christian, I, life, I'm not going to have fun. Um, I'm not going to have good sex. I mean, I mean, all sorts of things. <laughs> like, life is going to be so like black and white and dull and boring. And and it's, I don't know where that comes from. I kind of know where it comes from. Christian culture really failed for a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you don't think the people at church that promotes, like, you can't drink, smoke, dance, that's <laughs> dance yeah. the rock music, it's all evil. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, but Which I'm not truth. saying you should do those things, though. Yeah. Um, you should dance. <laughs> yeah, that's probably okay. <laughs> and you can play the drums. Yeah. Like. But, yeah, I mean, so the, the truth of the matter is actually following Jesus is there's joy. You know, there, there's... Um, it, life, life is good. I'll take, you know, um, one day in my life now over a hundred days, you know, over how I used to live that that's just, um, I don't, I'll be honest, I mean, I don't necessarily have a bad day anymore. I go through things and sometimes it sucks. Um, but I mean, there's still a, a joy that's there even in the middle of, you know, struggling to pay bills or, or whatever it may be. And I'm not saying that those things are, I'm like, I'm happy about it, but there's, there's still a joy and joys that different than happiness. And, and so we got to, again, push past those lies and, and be willing to live inside of God's will. Um, I like Matthew 11, um, starting in 28, going through 30. Um, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, uh, um, come to me, all you who are weary and, um, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give is light. Now, now even in this, I mean, there's an expectation here. Jesus is, there's a burden there. Yeah, I mean, that's the expectation to live differently, you know, and to, to go against culture. culture. Um, and so, you know, as you read this, I want you to know, yes, there, there's going to be difficulty there. There's, there's going to be something there. But Jesus' promise is there's rest here. Um, and, and this, you know, you take that yoke on, it's a shared load. Um, I, I can go through something today that I could have went through, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and, and the reality is I can still be subject to the same trials here. But the way I navigate a trial today is different than it was 10 years ago. And the biggest difference is I'm not alone in it. You know, as Christians, we're indwelled with God's Holy Spirit. He's journeying. He's helping us in, in all of those areas of life. And, and that's what makes the difference. And so this whole thing, man, push past that, that you're going to be missing out, that, you know, somehow um, God's trying to give you the, the short straw here. That's that's not the case. It's, it's, it is better. Um, it, it is more fulfilling. It, it is easier. Um, 
it's not going to be always simple, but I'm just telling you as, you, as you lean into this, as you go with the flow, um, like I said, you may scrape your knee on a rock going down, um, but it's a lot easier than, than trying to push against the current the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the things that Garen was talking about that we, you know, is, is Christians versus non-Christians. And you think, man, I'm going to miss out on the fun stuff. That fun stuff, a lot of the times the stuff that we think that we're missing out on is like worldly stuff that yeah. tells, you know, oh, this is what the world values and thinks is fun. And, you know, some of that's, and I'm not saying some of that stuff isn't fun, but, um, you know, you just got to put, decide what, where you're going to put your value. And, you know, like I said, some of that stuff's fun in, in, in the right right context but then some of it obviously is is not and um you know and can be abused and you know you shouldn't partake in but um you know the back to what he's talking about makes a good point and Aaron makes a good point in that you know we go through the same trials but you know somebody who's a believer versus non-believer is going to go through that trial a totally different way and I I know if you've been in the church for a while and you've been around you know a body of believers you know people that have gone through the worst of the worst, you know, losing, you know, a, a child or something like that. And, 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 um, the way they, they, uh, that a believer is able to sh- shoulder that burden versus somebody who have been around people who, you know, maybe have gone through something like that, that, that aren't, maybe don't have the strongest faith or no faith. And the, the, the contrast between the two and how they go through that is a completely different thing. And the hope that, that lives in one and not the other um, you know, is is a stark difference, and um, not that anybody wants to go through that. But if I had the choice, <laughs> you yeah. know, I would definitely pick one uh, over the other. And um, so, you know, again, that's not what we're selling. We're not saying that you know being a Christian makes life perfect, or that you don't struggle, or that you don't have um, you know bad things happen. But how we go through those things. Is, is, is there's a stark contrast between what the world offers you, you know, which is kind of the hedonistic, just, you know, follow your own and, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens. And if, it, you know, there's no hope and there's, you know, so when these bad things do hit you, it's like, well, good luck finding, you know, hope in this or, yeah. you know, encouragement or, 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 you know, support or any of those kinds of things versus, you know, it, again, people that I've seen go through these things, they have this kind of deep abiding love inside of them, which is, you know, the, you know, Christ dwelling within them that they, even though they're, they're um, suffering, they, they come out of it in such a better place um, because, because they, they understand, you know, um, that God loves them and that there's an eternal there's an eternal picture here that that's happening behind the scenes and it's not just confined to this world and in in the world you know whatever the world has to offer us so yeah i mean so again um we want you to stop living outside of god's will you know when we were journeying through our recovery that this is this is the premise for for what we we teach here this is um i mean it's the gospel it's 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 woven throughout the bible that that you have an option um, that's kind of the narrative here is like there's a picture of, of what it's like with without Jesus and then there's a picture of what life can be like with him. And so um, whatever you're facing in your life, um, I can tell you unequivocally, um, I think I completely butchered that it's word. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's about 95% <laughs> yeah, right no, there. 95%. I'm not going to try it again because it's going to go down from here. Uh, um, but uh, the, the truth of the matter is that it's it's better. It's a better option than that you... Um, I can guarantee you, you'll navigate things better um, inside of God's will, pursuing God's will, um, living life the way that he, he's called you to live it, 
things will be better. I can't say they'll be perfect because that's a lie, but it, it's the better option. So we want to continue just to encourage you um, down that path as you, again, face your struggle, whatever that may be, as you grow and develop um, as, a, as a Christian, as a, a Jesus follower, that this is this is pivotal. Um, I messed up another yep, word. Yeah, man, I'm just. I, I, I was, you know, I kept a straight face. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I say anything. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying I, to build you up, Aaron. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I just don't even out. know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I'm just done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a good place to wrap it up. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he mispronounces something else. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, man, thanks for for just hanging with us and um, you know seeking seeking something better in your life you know it's, hopefully this um blesses you um in in where you're at and and whatever you're going through we do want this to be an encouragement i know we can be very pointed and, and harsh in the things that we say and that's it's because my feelings yeah we, but we want you to hear truth that that's um that's kind of our commitment that we're going to say the hard things here and so that's how you know we love you yeah exactly um but uh man if you've you've missed other episodes again go back and check them out um and just uh endeavor just to learn and to grow to lean into it if you have questions or concerns reach out to us um, you can email us at info at cedarpoint.church you can uh, reach us at 918-283-2221 we would love to hear from you to debate you um, maybe have fist fight about it I don't know you know whatever you're into Aaron can't uh, have a fist fight yeah I can't right well I can do it one-handed yeah. one-handed fist fight <laughs> I'm such a, a worthless fighter it really wouldn't matter you know <laughs> sweep the leg yeah sweep <laughs> You know the uh, the way I got by in school is uh, I could take a beating like no other, and no, people no. would just get tired of hitting me. Yeah. So that was that was my that was my that's, superpower. That's what we that's what we <laughs> preach right here. Find your gifting. <laughs> yeah. And lean into it. Lean into it. Job, I, could, I could take a punch, man. Like again, like no other. <laughs> Um, but uh, we hope that you come back next week, and, and we'll be here. Um, but uh, and have a. Is this a. Uh, before Christmas. This is uh, dropping right before Christmas. So we hope you have a Merry yeah. Christmas and, um, and uh, we'll catch you right back here next week.